Hello everyone, welcome back to a new episode of Brew Remedy. This is Mehmet and today we are going to brew our Sidra Rum Oak Barrel Anaerobic Coffee from Picucaja in Ecuador. This is the last lot of uh, Picucaja that we have and uh, it's part of the um, tasting experience and the tasting box that we have created where you can taste uh, all our uh, Ecuadorian coffee in um, in three bags of 150 grams and uh, previously we have brewed the um, Tipica uh, Golden Honey, the Pacamara Inti which is this uh, rum oak barrel uh, process, special process and now we're gonna taste this exact same process but with a Sidra Vertol and, um, and Sidra is one of those varieties that I really really uh, love it has been created um, by sort of mixing um, genetically the um, bourbon and typical related plants uh, in order to create a very uh, high quality coffee with some uh, some also physical resistance uh, properties. And that virtue has been created in Ecuador. So it's really like the sort of pride of Ecuador to, um, to have this unique uh, unique tree because when you create a tree basically well I mean I say create but uh, try to sort of nurse a tree uh, or new offspring it's not going not all those experimentations are surviving and that's mostly due to uh, the terroir the soil the weather and few of them um, actually make it a stable virtue a stable virtue is a is a basically a new virtue that is, that is that is producing a relatively stable amount of cherries after the third year, I think. So Sidra is one of those, and that's why it's a great um, a great tree that grows in Ecuador. In this case, we have a very small quantity of the of the Sidra using the rum oak barrel aging, which is uh, just 120 hours anaerobic fermentation on the rum oak barrel before a classic dry on African beds. Um, so it's not like a full drying on the rum oak barrel, it's just between picking and the classic uh, drying stage, we have this additional step that really um, sublime the, um, the uh, original taste and gives an extra layer, an extra complexity. Uh, this coffee really reminds me of um, France. And uh, when hot and when, when you grind it, it really smells like vanilla pastry, hazelnut chocolate, things like, like praline. So really when you enter like a pastry shop or boulangerie, it's super, super sweet and, uh, and smooth. And as it cools down, and that's also the beauty of um, all the coffee from Pirococaja, they slowly change to a more complex, very delicate florals and some fruity notes. And in this case, more like orange blossom or and um, and raspberry uh, taste. So that's really one of the um, sort of best coffee I've I've had this year uh, because of its complexity and versatility. Now for this um, recipe, we're going to use a very similar recipe as the uh, Pacamara Inti. I'm going to use a stronger ratio of 63 grams per liter using 12 grams of uh, coffee and 190 grams of water. For my coffee, I grind it uh, pretty medium 
meaning it is a 20, let me calculate because I'm using red clicks on Commodante, but this is a 27 clicks on the Commodante or 55, 56 if you're using the red clicks. On a classic Baratza Encore, that will be close to um, 1920. Uh, yeah, 19, and if using more like uh, micron meters, we are here around 700 uh, microns. Obviously, it's, it's very vast, right? Because you have some fines and boulders, depending on the grinder. But basically, almost like if you were to brew a um, 20 gram dose using the same grind size, but on a 12 gram. And that's because this coffee is, uh, is really so it has a lot of um, things in it. And so, and it can reduce the flow towards the end. We're gonna do three pours, 60 grams, 60 grams, and 70 grams. And we're gonna wait 40, 45 seconds for uh, that bloom. For the water, I'm at 92 degrees uh, C, which is, I always have to, uh, 198 Fahrenheit. And uh, regarding my water quality, it's at 125 parts per million, using a little bit less than 50 parts per million of alkalinity. And the remaining general hardness is made out of, um, I would say, 60% to 70% of calcium and 30% of magnesium. It's, it's the one I use during the workshops usually. So we're going to start by being quite aggressive on our first pour by really agitating the, um, the bed with, uh, with our kettle. Little spin. And here I am using a V60 uh, for this uh, method. If you're using a flatbed, a flat bottom brewer, um, try to use one with a larger uh, holes, either like a December, a uh, April brewer, the Torch in the mountain, I believe, um, because sometimes with the Kalita uh, filters, if you really snug it tight, you are restricting the flow to only three little holes. All right, um, after 40, 45 seconds, I'm pouring my next pour until 120. And every time I'm gonna wait until it completely dries out uh, and uh, before adding the uh, next uh, pour. The target here is somewhere around two minutes and a half. Um, trying to get slowly even before that. That's because you don't really need to, um, to do super, super long brew. And I want to also put uh, in light the fruity flavors when it cools down. And here it's at a minute and 30, it's dried out. So I'm putting the remaining 70 uh, grams, still aggressively. Uh, and when I say aggressively is by kind of creating a lot of agitation with my kettle. Mostly because here we have coarser grind size and a slightly more gentle temperature. So we can, uh, we can really create a good agitation to make sure that all the uh, particles are evenly um, uh, sort of extracted. Something happens when, when you are sort of too gentle. It's good to be uh, gentle in the pour on a medium or dark roast with lighter roast you it's it's kind of tough 
to extract the most uh, the most of it if you don't either use hot temperature or find a grain size. Now, find a grain size can sometimes create clogging, and the advantage of slightly colder temperature is to emphasize sweetness. And here I'm done at two minutes thirty-seven, which is good. And um, and according to research, uh, you really extract everything in the in the coffee in mostly non-bypass techniques. So um, things like uh, our press, French press, the classic cupping, um, cupping brewing, where you you have to sort of infuse and steep the coffee for a certain amount of time, sometimes four, six, I've seen eight minutes of uh, brewing time. And that's really extract everything. But it also creates a little bit less complexity, uh, in my opinion. And that's why I sometimes enjoy Depending, depending on the coffee, more a, um, a uh, pour-over method that can highlight the clarity and complexity of a coffee, even though you extract uh, not everything, because not everything is, is, is good to extract in, in coffee. Mm, it's a very, very gentle smell. And, um, and I would suggest to, to start drinking this coffee about few days uh, after the world's date, uh, let the coffee open up. The day after, the, the coffee really, the beans smells like really nothing. Uh, and after four days, it is very, very sweet. And I got the best results on the brew seven days post roast. It's a quite light roast here, uh, but not light as the typical that we have and the Pacamara. It's more, uh, it's a correct light. It's not very, very light here. So we really extended uh, a little bit that development stage to bring up some sugar to really create this pastry experience. Mm. It is um, really a very complex cup of coffee. And what I've observed and noticed when I serve this coffee in our workshop or with some customers is that it's the one that most of the people love. There's no no one uh, disliked or find this coffee just okay. Everyone really loved that coffee because you can really you can really speak for uh, depending on the preference that you have. If you more in that sweet chocolatey side, well, when hot, the coffee really presents and and really showcase a super sweet vanilla hazelnutty um, aspect of it and if you let it cool down, if you brew it slightly differently, you can highlight those high notes of um, orange blossom, like florals, and uh, some raspberries, red fruits, a uh, bit of, of tartness, of, of cloudy, um, with with different techniques. So, or we just by just cooling it down, which makes this coffee super versatile coffee. Unfortunately, we only have six kilo, and um, and this one pairs. Obviously, really well with uh, a lot of a uh, lot of pastries, as well as uh, some cheese and some uh, some fruits. For that, check our um, food pairing recommendations. Uh, this is our direct uh, direct relationship with Pilkara, and I'm sure that we will definitely get this uh, again at the following harvest. But here we only have about I think now four four kilo left. So less than 30 bags 
Um, so try it out and uh, let us know what do you think. Thank you very much for um, uh, listening until now. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me.